This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, it's a milestone today, GLers. What? GL podcast number 50. What? November 26, 2018. It was 16 below on this day in downtown Garage Logic in 1977, but it was as warm as 62 degrees in 1914. Wasn't that sound delightful? Yeah. Uh, all of this brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. Oh, for 50? Gotcha. Yeah. A little fanfare. And now, from the mayor's office, they said he the wouldn't make it to 50. On the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. You know what I'm in the mood for? What? Ronald Reagan telling a joke. This was provided by the chief offsite correspondent. We didn't get to it last week, but uh, I think you'll enjoy it. I don't know where Reagan is speaking when he tells this joke. Uh, I'm not sure either. Just he tells a joke about purchasing a vehicle. There once was a man from Nantucket. No, he's going to tell a joke about buying a car in the Soviet Union. Here we go. I told this one, Bill. You'll have to hear it again. I told it in the car. I didn't tell this one to Gorbachev. You know, there's a 10-year delay, delay in the Soviet Union of delivery of an automobile. And only one out of seven families in the Soviet Union own automobiles. There's a 10-year wait. And you go through a, quite a process when you're ready to buy, and then you put up the money in advance. And this happened to a fellow, and this is their story that they tell, this joke. That this man, he laid down his money, and then the fellow, he was... In, that was in charge, said to him, okay, come back in 10 years and get your car. And he said, morning or afternoon? <laughs> and, and the fellow behind the counter said, well, 10 years from now, what difference does it make? And he said, well, the plumber's coming in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you very much. That was. Uh, did everyone have a nice Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Leftover stuffing. I should have brought some in. I, I must admit, I fell for the BS, and I bought the nineteen dollar and ninety nine cent uh, pay for view of Woods Mickelson. No. <laughs> well, I didn't you, think you joked about it. The entire run leading up to it. How did I joke about well, it? Well, you you said, well, just an idiot would buy that. It's not I real golf. I don't think I said that. Maybe it was I think I suspected of it of being cheesy. I might have said, this sounds cheesy. But, you know, what are you going to do on a gray Friday afternoon the day after Thanksgiving? Watch and football? being in the business, you kind of had, uh, well, you know. Plus, I didn't think $20 was a real significant financial risk. Got it. Plus, I think, it, I think they had so much technical difficulties that— that I'm reading that many, maybe everyone's going to get their money back because I heard that as well. Because so many people 
didn't get to see it or whatever. Well, in any event, literally, they you just lost the feed, or what? I, what I did no, not. Had, I had, had the feed. I oh. had the feed. Many had uh, difficulties uh, logging on or, or signing up or getting the feed. And so what I, was the number? How many people do do we know? I have I, no I idea. Know. But mm. after the first half hour, I knew that unless you were a very serious golf fan. You're going to eat your twenty bucks and just say the hell with this. Yeah. the The banter was was ridiculously inane. Uh, the golf was poor. Uh, neither of them, not one memorable shot. Tiger chipped in, but big deal. He was on the fringe of the green. Well, didn't Phil too say, "Dad, just pick it up. I don't want to win this way." Didn't he do that at the end? I thought yeah, I saw a yeah, highlight of yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So what does that mean? That's... But but it was it was it, and I, the, the longer it went, the more I thought these two don't need this. They're sullying their reputations. And then what really For nine million? Well, what, well, what really drove that home though was I would was being pictured standing with the nine million on pallets, cash ostensibly the whole nine million. Like was it's there. a heavyweight fight, right? Yeah. Right. And I just thought, oh, this is terrible. Just golf. To, I have to sneeze. Golf, in my opinion took a a step closer to what your NFL theory is there about the theater with the money and so forth. Yeah, but but <clears throat> golf doesn't need to do that in my estimation. But I'm agree. a very big fan of golf and I'm not a huge fan of football. Were there any 80-year-olds that called in a rules violation during the uh, <laughs> he's, Oh, he's no. building a lie. He swung at a yeah. leaf. And get this. <laughs> and get this. Undefeated. The Daily Mail uh, had video of Tiger walking along the ropes. Oh, no. <laughs> and a woman slips him a piece of paper. Come on. Presumably oh. a phone number. <laughs> okay. What else are you to think? Oh. And without breaking stride or looking, he just takes it and puts it in his pocket. As if he's done it before. Uh, almost, wow. It was almost as though he had done that before. <laughs> just in case you lose, I'm available to console you. Both of them were in the wrong town for this, too. Mickelson has a fairly public gambling, I don't want to say he has a problem because maybe he doesn't. No, it's well documented. Well, that he, has he has a gambling, a gambling problem. problem. Yeah. And gamble. Woods has a woman problem. They are both. They were both in the wrong town for this. <laughs> maybe that's the only reason why they did it maybe. was because it was you in throw Vegas. Throwing John Daly and you got your complete trio of train wrecks. <laughs> it was, uh, I won't make that mistake again. Did, I, uh, I just you, won't make that mistake again. Did you buy it through Comcast? Is yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, you will get a refund. Really? Yeah, I'm reading right here. Uh, Comcast, among others, said you will not have to pay for the event. You'll get either a refund or a credit on your bill. How so. long was the event? Oh, my God. It ran from one till about damn near seven. What? Oh yeah, 630. God. Yeah. Well, they went to I, what? Four extra holes? Uh, which was that, too, was contrived. They created a 93-yard hole. Uh, that they they could hit sandwiches too, obviously, and try to uh, back it up. And I forgot it was on. You I didn't miss a thing. You really answer. didn't miss a thing. Okay. And I was soundly ridiculed uh, by people fairly close to me <laughs> for for having uh, taken that taken that plunge. But again, I didn't think I was risking a lot of for 120 bucks. I bet I would not have done it. Well, you have your number. Twenty was twenty is my number. Twenty is your number. Yeah. yeah. What do heavyweight fights cost? They cost more than twenty. They're about they? seventy nine, eighty nine bucks. It mm -hmm. depends. Mm -hmm. And that's but, usually when you call us over, and we'll throw a twenty in. But geez, it was not good. It was just lousy golf. Uh, <laughs> and it, Charles Barkley was a commentator. Samuel oh, he was Jackson, terrible. He was terrible. Darren Clark. Well, it, it, to, to Barkley's credit, he said, "Man, this is some crappy golf." <laughs> 
He said, I could beat these Charles, guys. Tell I like could beat is. these yeah. guys today. Of course, he could not. But And then Darren Clark was on board. So they had the right people, but they had nothing to comment on. So who were they? It was were, like watching paint dry. Who were they trying to appeal to? Because obviously it's not me. the diehard. Okay. <laughs> I guess. But One are they going after the event before the, well, the season's done. No, the season almost now is a full-time season. Mm, right. But are they going after the 25-year-old with an event like this? They they try to get them into golf? Well, no, they were going I think they were going after a gambling crowd because they were constantly being fed, the announcers were constantly being fed odds on shots uh from the uh, from the book at the MGM. Hmm. Really? So, yeah. That would be very annoying after the first couple of holes. And then they they did make some outlandish side bets. You know, Nickel Mickelson bet 200 grand that he birdied the first hole, he did not. Then they had a bet a million bucks for a, an eagle on a par four. Uh, neither of them get, came close, so that oh, was a wash. But okay. it was it was uh, it was really really lousy stuff. It just sounds it has a, a cheesy feel to it, and golf is above that. I couldn't have said that better myself. Okay, it, it was. Uh, uh, and then the other great sporting event of the of the weekend was watching the behavior of PJ Fleck. <laughs> Who uh, I t- I don't know where Pat was, but I texted him saying I can't take this. His 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 behavior is unacceptable. He runs out and jumps into the arms of players who make good plays. <laughs> I know you don't. Uh, you go, go away. You're yeah. not on the Twitter. Yeah. Nope. Uh, the the show is, but you personally are not. I am. I do one for the show. But Patrick was on oh. absolute fire. Oh, I bet he was. On he loves over the weekend. Yeah. In fact, well, didn't he name Fleck the Turkey of the Year? <laughs> he did. Yeah. On Thursday. Yeah. And then the Gophers, obviously a big win, beating Wisconsin for the first time in 15 years. But his tweet was uh, the uh, something about <laughs> the seniors better hustle if they think they're beating PJ to that axe, <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty good. Yeah, and and you know what? It was a Minnesota sweep of the cheese uh, cheese heads. How over about the that, huh? Yeah. Johnny, your, that. Your, your club's in what trouble. What do you think yeah, of the they, limbo? Not good. I I. All I can tell you is it, it continues to draw us closer to my prediction. Yeah. I thought it was pretty clever, actually. What was the rolling the boat thing by the Bears? Are some of those ex-gophers? No. The the, the Bears get in the end zone and pretend they're rowing a yeah, boat. Yeah, he did the Steve Smith thing, the Bears receiver. Oh, that's he right, he did. Week. Okay, yeah. maybe. Well, maybe it was the love boat. You know, we going back that The 15-year anniversary of the Love Bowl, whatever it <laughs> yeah, is. But why would the Bears? Well, of course, it was against the Vikings. Yeah. Right? I'm think, thinking back now to what? The Monday night game? Yeah. No, that, no the Sunday night a game? A week ago, yeah. last yeah. night. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Now the Vikes have to play New England. They're not going to win that game. Well. What? Uh, New England beat the Jets. They won't be favored in that game, but it wouldn't shock me if they won. Yeah. New England isn't as good as they've been in the past. They're still... One of the best teams in the AFC, but they're not—they're not as unbeatable as they have been before. You know, four days without the podcast, I've had time to develop on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life some terribly, terribly deep thoughts, and you're going to hear them in just a moment. Uh, John Hyde in the newsroom, help me with this: yeah. the the United States government's own report about the dire challenges. We apparently face due to man-made climate change. Yeah. Uh, was it released for the Friday papers or the Saturday papers? I believe it was released for the Saturday papers, yeah. right? And instantly that was met with criticism uh, because the administration was accused of trying to hide it, which strikes me as preposterous. Uh, you're just as likely to read 
a newspaper on the Saturday following Thanksgiving I, than you are other any other Saturday, aren't you? I well, no, I disagree with you there. But I oh. think every administration ever has done this. It's called the Friday news dump. Always has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have something that perhaps you don't want as many people to see, that's when you release it. It's kind of yeah. like when you fire people. You want to do it on a Friday, <laughs> right? Well. Maybe after lunch. Well, I I re- began receiving. I read it thoroughly. <laughs> sure. Uh, did you read it, John? I I did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you had uh, similar observations. I don't know. Uh, I began receiving texts from friends of mine who are uh, believers in uh, the fact that uh, man is is wreaking havoc with the earth, and yet they remain friends of mine. Isn't that amazing? Uh-huh. <laughs> and and the one one fact uh, one uh, claim in the story was that the Earth is now 1.8 degrees warmer than it was 100 years ago. What was your reaction to that statistic? Uh, I, I don't know that I had one. I had an instant one. Yes, what was it? Would you rather live today or 100 years ago? <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good point. point. Everything today is better yeah, right. than it was 100 years ago. Everything, except moral and ethical clarity, maybe. <laughs> Everything today is better. Life expectancy, health care. No horse poop in the street. Absolutely. Right. And and uh, cleaner air, yep. cleaner water. Yep. Everything's better. So I said to myself, well, okay, it's 1.8 degrees warmer. That's fine with me. Right. Then the second thing I noticed about the story, and I'm leading up to my deep thought, which I'm I'm kind of happy about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the second thing I noticed about the story is, and correct me, John, because obviously you and I are of this group of morons are the only ones who read this. The second thing that occurred to me was there was no evidence presented. It was just a string of claims. Exactly. Yes. There was, but no, don't I get to see a chart with proven scientific evidence? That's the problem I have with all this. There doesn't, I mean, they call it scientific evidence all the time. They, what always, was they, it? Al- they always say, well, there's scientific evidence. No, hurricanes have been hitting Florida mm-hmm. since the beginning of time or since the beginning of mankind being aware of Florida. Right. Why was this last one caused by climate change? They just went years without one. Well, that's the kind of, you're right. The the backing up what your theory is with, here's why we think this, because A, B, C, and D, this is what our study shows. Well, okay. The, and I'm not even accusing the, the government agencies of chicanery. Uh, what I would suggest is that they're all wholly invested in this being true. Otherwise, what's their gig? It's like academicians who are invested in it. They, they have created some credible work, but they're invested in the idea that this must be true or they don't have a job. But here's my deep thought. Okay. That wasn't even your deep thought. No. And again, I have to say this. I'm not a denier. You've been called the great denier by right. some. Right. Have I ever said I denied that the climate is changing? No. It's, it's, it's always changed. Changing since the uh, beginning of time. And it always will. But then I got thinking. Invariably, each news-gathering source that that triumphed this story, that championed this. See, look at the government say, yeah. saying we must do something about this. Uh, I heard Amy Klobuchar on uh, with George Stephanopoulos. 
We have to do something about this. Okay, what, Amy? Are you going to stop flying back and forth to Washington? And, of course, George didn't ask her anything. Right. But my point being, invariably, each news gathering source—and I, I, I checked this to verify my contention. Each news gathering source that was ballyhooing, ballyhooing this government report that says we're all going to die and go bankrupt if we don't do something, they all have— lavish travel sections. And it began to occur to me, there's a tremendous disconnect between, on the one hand, the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, the Washington Post, CNN, all your traditional big voice news gatherers, they're all on board as part of their template to say, we're all going to die, we're going to melt, it's getting too hot, Uh, ocean's going to be lapping up in Topeka, Kansas, it's all going to be over. All right. Why then do you continue to have a lavish travel section in which you boast about, oh, the 15 best beaches in the world right. or travel bargains? Now's the best time to get a ticket for Europe. And, and then I, I began to think, then I was looking at the Star Tribune, which has a very nice travel section on Sundays. But they also have a very nice home section. And invariably, what are they what are they uh Offering in that home section. Uh, free publicity. They go out and find some of the most lavish homes on the market that are for sale. Right. Look at this. You can have it. It's on Lake Minnetonka. It's only $7.5 million. And get this. It has 12 bathrooms and 15 heated swimming pools and on and on and on. I, I haven't yet put my... I haven't yet got my arms around what I'm trying to say. But there's a disconnect between... Preaching to me on the one hand that we need to do something, but in your same paper, you're you're going to give me in the case of the New York Times a 12-page travel section, mm. 36 hours spent in Peru. I'm like, should I walk there? What? <clears throat> you get what I'm trying to say? I know. I know exactly. There's what you're trying no. To say. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a theme of consistency exhibited by those who insist that climate change must be dealt with immediately. There's no theme of consistency. If there was, I don't think you'd have a travel section. You wouldn't be encouraging travel if you were that much of a believer. Does that make sense? Yeah, so mm-hmm. what is it? There's just You a- wouldn't accept automobile advertising. You wouldn't have a home section touting these beautiful, beautiful mansions. There's no theme of consistency. On your front page, you're going to scream that we're all going to die and melt. And then if I just be patient and get to the travel section, I'm going to read about the joys of this is a great time to fly to Berlin. (laughs) Well, what the hell is it? By the way, I want to continue to fly to Berlin. I'm, I'm not advocating that newspapers should eliminate travel sections. I'm not advocating that newspapers should. And I did it today, CNN. I, I knew I'd find it. You know, Play Story is CNN, of course, using this uh, climate change to ridicule Trump and say his own government disagrees with him and we're all going to die. It's horrible. We're going to lose billions of dollars, to which I always say to myself, why? Why, why are we? It's like saying I'm supposed to be upset because it's 1.8 degrees warmer if, in fact, it is. So what? Where's the money going, by the way? Uh, apparently, uh, we won't be able to work in the fields because it'll be too hot. 
Okay. See, we're going to lose. No, it'd be just too Giant hard. awnings will not no, be. No, we're not. Uh, we're gonna, okay. Uh, where was I going? Uh, and you, okay, so the newspaper, um, travel sections. Oh, oh, CNN. That, their CNN. play story on their website today is this, you know, we're all going to die. Yep. It's over. No, it's never over. We always we always have a window. There's always a window. Right. In the next five years. Yeah. Then, that, then that'll become right. the next five years. That's extended. It's like a contract extension. I scroll down. What do I find? Car ad. No, magnificent travel section. Ah. I'm not advocating, again, I'm not advocating that these news gatherers eliminate travel sections or home sections uh, or, uh, in the case of the Wall Street Journal, they have the best auto writer in the world, Dan Neal. Uh, what did I learn a lesson about that? Remember that Dan Neal story when I ripped him one time without oh, knowing yeah. anything about him? Yep. I thought he was a euphorian ripping yep. SUVs, and I've since become his biggest fan, and I've emailed him. And uh, In any event, it'd be like the Wall Street Journal. Uh, they have a uh, On Saturdays, uh, Dan Neal writes the best car column you'll ever read in any, in any source. Well, I don't want them to stop that. But, oh, but if you're a... Tr- if you're if you're going to be consistent in believing, I don't know one single solitary soul who is a believer that we must do something who has done anything. Who has done anything? Because it's easier just to. Well, what are they? Why don't they be quiet? Because they feel they need to get the word out so they they can pat themselves on the back and feel like they did their work, but why hasn't somebody caught up? Well, because it's it's, it's money. It's capitalist. Obama's a hypocrite. <clears throat> he, he uh, where's the Obama Ooh, don't story? Don't go after uh, Obama. No, he's a hypocrite in this regard. Come on. Uh, he had a summit for the Obama Foundation in Chicago, and he trashed the Trump administration and Americans in general for not investing in efforts to solve climate change. Well, what, Barack? What? Quote, climate change, we're going to have to come up with some new technologies to solve the problem as much as we need to, Obama said. Although even on something like that, right now I could take off the shelf existing technologies. We could reduce carbon emissions by, let's say, 30 percent without any, you know, it's not like we would have to go back to caves and, you know, live off, you know, fire. (laughs) We could have electricity and smartphones and all that stuff, which would buy us probably another 20 or 30 years for that technological breakthrough that's necessary. The reason we don't do it is because we are still confused, blind, shrouded with hate, anger, racism, mommy issues. I mean, we are fraught with stuff. I have no idea what he's babbling about. He lost me there. Well, he lost me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Brock, you can't lecture me. If you're not on David Geffen's yacht somewhere in the Mediterranean, you're flying around to pick up another 500 grand for a speaking engagement, which is fine. The Obamas are on their on their way to becoming a billion dollar brand. Right. Did you read that? Yeah, that's what's, unbelievable. Which is great, but you don't get to lecture me. Right. No one's doing anything because there's nothing you can do, except be GLers already do what what people should do. We're we're instinctively conservationists. We're last droppers. We're not wasteful. That's about all you can do. While you're reading the travel section. Or the home the section. section. Yeah. the home section. And the automobile section. <laughs> yes. And the outdoors section. Well, the outdoors, you know, you got a good one with nature. Sure. But, On a four-wheel all-terrain vehicle. You can't always <laughs> it's, portage. It, it's just... 
I'll continue to to wrestle with it though. But I guess it, I guess it wasn't that deep of a thought. The thought was, wait a minute. There's a real disconnect here. There's a disconnect between the front page and these constant admonishments that were doomed, only to see that doesn't seem to have affected your willingness to put out a lavish travel section, a lavish home section, a lavish, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the activists believe that global warming can be cured uh, by uh, the way we eat, that we shouldn't be dependent on cattle, for example. These same, these same institutions, what do they have? Lavish food sections. They're all, they can't wait to tout the next new restaurant. Right. The next travel bargain. The next car deal. The next multi-million dollar home for sale. I guess what I'm asking for is some consistency. That's all you want. You want, me to take a, you want me to take a break and come yeah. back with Johnny? Because I'm not consistent. done with this yet. You got more? I have more, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Joe Souchere here for Federated Insurance. I'm not a math guy, but there's some numbers you need to know. 2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead on our nation's highways. Those are National Safety Council numbers from 2015. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than statistics. These are family members, friends, and neighbors. Distracted driving continues to be an epidemic, but unfortunately, it's not the only factor. It could happen like this. A driver passes the same vehicle several times with frustration mounting the driver passes the vehicle again but loses control while trying to change lanes the vehicle rolls several times killing the driver two other passengers and injuring three others ask yourself do you get anxious when you drive do you yell or honk at other drivers that make you angry do you retaliate to get even the national safety council reports that aggressive driving plays a role in 56 percent of fatal crashes don't become a statistic at federated mutual insurance company it's their business to protect yours please make it home safely today. John, can I start your newscast? Sure. Just to continue my thoughts on the hypocrisy. It's your podcast. (laughs) Eric Solheim, the head of the United Nations Environmental Program, has been forced to resign after an internal audit report questioned his huge travel expense. Solheim, a green politician and former Norwegian environment minister, has spent almost a half million dollars jet-setting around the world. Hmm. Solheim stepped down after certain U.N. member states threatened to withhold funding over the latest revelation, I'm sorry, revelation, according to a U.K. media report. Countries unhappy with Solheim's conduct were holding back tens of millions of dollars, threatening a financial crisis of the body. I think we'd all be better off if that body disappeared. After deep reflection and in close consultation with the U.N. Secretary General, I am stepping down as Executive Director of U.N. Environment uh, in effect from 22 November 2018, Solheim said. Solheim was among the leading critics of President Trump's environmental policy. When President Trump announced the U.S. withdrawal from the Paris climate change last year, Solheim warned the U.S. will shoot itself in the foot by quitting the agreement. Uh, Okay. Last June, when Trump pointed out the U.S. was being made to pay billions of dollars under the Paris Accord, whereas China, India, and major global polluters were being let off the hook without financial downside, the U.N. environmental chief called these allegations ridiculous and absolutely wrong. So in the meantime, he's uh, taken out of the public drawer there in the U.N. 
500 grand to fly around the world and warn people about. So it wasn't because you went to Chick-fil-A? No. Okay. Here's Johnny Hyde in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. A motorist slammed an SUV into the front gate at the governor's residence in St. Paul Sunday night. That'll show him. Was arrested at gunpoint, according to the state patrol. Arrested 59-year-old Clinton Fouquet of St. Paul. He's being held on suspicion of two felonies, criminal damage to property, and terroristic threats. State Patrol spokesperson Lieutenant Gordon Shank said the driver never entered the grounds. Governor Mark Dayton was home at the time, according to spokeswoman Caroline Burns. He was never in danger, Burns said. The State Patrol quickly contained the situation and apprehended the suspect. Emergency dispatch audio immediately after the incident revealed that one of two state troopers on the scene along Summit Avenue went in to check on the governor. Troopers arrested the driver at gunpoint. According to the emergency audio, the patrol is yet to say whether the damaging of the gate by the 1999 Chevy Tahoe was intentional. Uh, the man has not yet been charged. State Patrol is the primary provider of security for the governor, his staff, and the residents. The governor's schedule for Monday, released early Sunday night, said he has meetings planned with agency chiefs and staff throughout the day today. What could he possibly have against Governor Dayton? Come on. Well, this has happened. I don't, didn't remember this, but this story says uh, it also happened in 2016. A St. Paul man rammed his car into the front gate. I don't remember that. Uh, that person, Wandu Saifu, told troopers at the scene he wanted to speak with the governor. But I, I don't recall that at all. Did, huh. he, did he speak with him? I, I don't think did they it let work? him. Yeah, no. I, I don't think it worked out for him that way, no. Walt Dietzik died over the weekend. Yes, oh. he did. He figured prominently in Minneapolis history the past few decades. Uh, Walt was 85. His son, Joe, said, uh, said Dietzik died Saturday of natural causes at a hospital in Robbinsdale. After high school, he played professional baseball and served in the Korean War before becoming a police officer. Dietzik, a Minneapolis City Council member for 22 years, served 12 years on the park board. Former City Council member Barb Johnson said Dietzik was the sweetest man ever. He survived by his wife, Pat, and their six children. Sources reporting President Trump is demanding that top advisors craft a plan to reduce the country's ballooning budget deficits, but... The president has thrown monkey wrenches into plans from his own aides by repeatedly seeking new spending while ruling out measures needed to address the unbalanced budget. Trump's deficit reduction directive came last month, according to sources, after the White House reported a large increase in the deficit of the previous 12 months. The announcement unnerved Republicans and investors helped fuel a big sell-off in the stock market. Two days after the deficit report, the president floated a surprise demand to his cabinet secretaries, asking them to identify steep cuts that can be made in their agencies. Now, meanwhile, the president today campaigning for Cindy Hyde-Smith in Mississippi. She's trying to retain her Senate seat. Uh, joining other major companies over the weekend, Major League Baseball asked Hyde-Smith to return thousands of dollars in campaign donations. According to online Federal Election Commission records, the Cindy Hyde-Smith for U.S. Senate Committee reported a $5,000 contribution from the office of the commissioner of Major League Baseball on November 23rd. What state is she? Mississippi. What the hell does baseball have to do with Mississippi? They don't even have a team there. Apparently, it had to do uh, with some lobbying efforts by Major League Baseball. That's all they would say. Oh. They, they had very few comments. Is on she it, the obviously. gal who said I'd attend a public hanging? That's uh, yeah, that's her. What what oh. what was the context of that? I I never really followed it that closely. Uh, she uh, it was. Uh, it I don't was think somebody, she was talking so, about the hanging of a black 
person, was it? Uh, she was I don't know what it was. She wasn't, although they were talking about Ron Espy, who's her opponent, who is black. Remember, he was the fellow from mm-hmm. the Clinton administration. Mm-hmm. But she's also, uh, she's gotten in trouble for other uh, things like that. Uh, she co-sponsored a resolution when she was a state senator to honor a Confederate soldier during the Civil War for, quote, defending his homeland mm-hmm. and advocating what critics say was a revisionist view of the Civil War. Uh, she also, about two weeks ago, uh, was caught online saying it would be a great idea to make it more difficult for liberals to vote. Uh, she said that was a joke. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of these deals. <laughs> she was asked for comments over the weekend about Major League Baseball and other organizations asking for their money back. No comment from her campaign. Uh, MLB, uh, not the only person, uh, only people getting their money back from her. So did Walmart and AT&T after her other comments hmm. uh, were known. Iranian authorities said Monday that the number of injured in the magnitude 6.3 earthquake in western Iran the previous night has risen to 716. No fatalities, though. According to Iran state television, most of the injured immediately released from hospitals suffered only slight injuries in the quake on Sunday night. 37 remained hospitalized as of Monday morning. It said more than 160 aftershocks occurred in the region, including two quakes that were stronger than a magnitude 5. Dozens of rescue teams and several rescue dogs were deployed to the region. TV footage uh, showed hospitalized people. Dr. Hossein Ranimi, the head of a local hospital, said most of the injured also suffered panic attacks. The earthquake hit western Iran near its border with Iraq, damaging buildings and sending fearful residents running into the streets. Winter storm packing heavy snow and high winds, disrupting flights and snarling highways across a swath of the Midwest. Here you know in the what US. that storm's name is? I don't. Winter storm Bruce. 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 I did see that yeah. over the Winter weekend. storm Bruce. Are we afraid of, of Bruce? Is that a... Bruce is not really... Bruce is like the guy that lives down the street. Yeah. 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 Right. Regular guy. Yeah, I would have preferred Winter Storm uh, Igor or Right. Igor is going to kick your ass. Carl. Right. Yeah. A blizzard and near blizzard Carl. conditions. You have to think about with a B, though, right? Because they go alphabetical. So I don't know. Yeah. I think they do. Bud Bob, Bob yeah. would be better than Bob. Bruce. Bud. Right. Bud. Yeah, Bud. Bud. Or Bradley. Mm, no, yeah, maybe not. Oh, no. Blizzard near blizzard. Bart. Winter Bart, storm. Yeah, Bart. scares the hell out of me. Blizzard near <laughs> blizzard conditions were roaring through the region from Chicago to Kansas. Uh, did you see some of that footage on I-35? Oh, in Ames? Mm-hmm. Oh, holy the cow. cars all over the place. Uh, before all this is done, Chicago could see a foot of snow. Other hard-hit areas were seeing anywhere from 6 to 18 inches of snow. How'd you like to be stuck in Chicago traffic in a blizzard? I know people who oh. have been routinely. <laughs> Wasn't there one acute during the thunder snow? That's right. Yes. Didn't uh, didn't people abandon their cars? They just on left Lake them Shore on drive? the yeah. They left them on the freeway. Yeah. No, on the or whatever Shore. that drive the, is along the lake. Along the lake. Yeah. yeah. Almost two hundred thousand homes and businesses in Illinois without power as of Monday morning. Russia's Coast Guard opened fire on and seized three of Ukraine's vessels Sunday, wounding two crew members. After a tense standoff in the Black Sea near the Crimean Peninsula, Russia blamed Ukraine for provoking the incident, which sharply escalated tensions that have been growing between the two countries since Moscow annexed Crimea from Ukraine in 2014 and has worked steadily to bolster its zone of control around the peninsula. Earlier in the day on Sunday, Russia and Ukraine traded accusations over a separate incident involving the same vessels, prompting Moscow to block passages through the narrow Kerch Strait, which separates the peninsula from the Russian mainland. That huge wildfire that killed dozens of people in Northern California and destroyed thousands of homes as of Sunday afternoon had been fully contained. It burned for more than two weeks, according to officials. 
The so-called Camp Fire, which started November 8th, ended up scorching more than 153,000 acres, which equals about 240 square miles. The fire was put out by firefighters after days of rain in and around the devastated town of Paradise, which was virtually consumed in one day. The Camp Fire, the Golden State's deadliest wildfire in century, killed at least 85 people and left some 249 others on a list of those unaccounted for. Officials do say the number of missing has dropped in recent days as more people are being confirmed alive. Uh, if you hadn't, if you haven't listened, uh, it would have been GL Podcast number 49, right? Yes. The, uh, yes. Last Wednesday mm-hmm. when we talked to Bruce and help me, uh, Rook, Judy Quick. Judy. Judy Quick who lost everything in paradise, and uh, Bruce's tale of evacuation was a bit uh, harrowing. Yeah. For about two hours late Sunday night into Monday morning, an ATM near Houston was spitting out $100 bills instead of 20s. Oh, my God. people died. How many people got shot? The call went out over social media late Sunday night that the Bank of America ATM near uh, Highway 1960 and Interstate 45 was giving away free money. For every $20 requested by the customer, $100 bill was dispensed by the machine. May I offer uh, now what Kenny would be saying? Yeah. Why would you be stupid enough to put that on social media? Just stand there, shut up, and collect all <laughs> right. the hundreds. Kenny would be mad that somebody yeah. s- uh, snitched. Yeah. A line of cars quickly formed in several arguments and fights. <laughs> Here we go. No. Here we go. No. Were reported oh. among the crowd gathered at the ATM. It's not your money, people. Deputies I'll with, get my $17. Deputies with the Harris County Sheriff's Office arrived in the shopping center parking lot at about 1 a.m. Monday. The crowd quickly <laughs> oh, scattered. God help me. <laughs> yeah. Well, now wait a minute. This isn't stealing. Yes, it is. It's 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 a careless act by the ATM or whoever. You're blaming an inanimate object for the decline of moral How and ethical integrity. Well, no, my point is, if you were someone that didn't know about this and were the first person to go up there and receive a hundred bucks when you requested twenty, what are you supposed to do? Uh, it's not like you're at the bank and can give it back to the ATM. Locks are for honest people. That's right. And I would think it was a trap or something, or somebody was watching me. And I, I, I'd leave. <laughs> I, I, I I'm with you. Right, I put the money down. Yeah, you say, I'm, here I I'd go. I'd skulk away. I'd show them like a yeah. dealer. Nothing like in my dealer. hands. Yeah, I got nothing. nothing in my hands. <laughs> yes. The ATM glitch was reported to Bank of America. The machine was temporarily shut down. Yeah. It remains unclear how much cash was taken <laughs> during all the excitement. Um, the other uh, thing I tried to find out from this story was, uh, since they know who got the money, right. wouldn't number- they be able to reclaim it? I mean, the bank. Sure. I would assume. Uh, somebody stole my card, and they uh, must have got it on their own. Yeah. Uh, Facebook images of bell ringers. This is a bad deal. Oh. Of bell ringers with controversial patches outside a Illinois Walmart have been shared almost 10,000 times. The photos posted Friday appear to show several men wearing leather jackets, uh, one with a patch that just reads Aryan, one with a Confederate flag patch, all while ringing bells for the Salvation Army. Times of Northwest Indiana reported the bell ringers in question were confirmed to be members of the Hells Angels Northwest Indiana Regional Motorcycle Club. Were they keeping the money? Uh, no. Oh. no. Representative for the motorcycle club said yes. Some members may wear what he called heritage-based patches. Sure. But that most members do not su- uh, support them. On Saturday, the group posted photos of their members with Santa hats next to the Salvation Army's doing the most good sign in buckets, uh, one sporting the Aryan patch still. From the viral See, Facebook I, I have a question about these kettle uh, kettles. Ringers? Yeah. Where are they? Uh, every time I went to a store over the weekend, there was a uh, Salvation Army 
kettle. But no ringer. Uh, not even a kettle, just the, the stand that would hold yeah, the kettle. Okay. Yep. And no ringer or kettle. They're making it pretty hard to give them money. Well, where, they need, they need volunteers, Joe. Maybe, Maybe they're short of volunteers. You, you, you can volunteer. Yeah, where do you want to go? Robert, volunteer? Go I would do a shift. I would Walmart do a shift. Robert's looking for someone, I think. I'd do a shift. I'd hector people in. Hey, hey, hey. A little something for the effort. Cough here, it right? up here. Yeah, cough Yeah, it how up. much money, by the way, do you think the Hells Angels guys made? I don't know. Hey, dummy, give me five bucks. <laughs> you know, yes, sir. Taking them upside down and shaking them. A literal shakedown. A video that's making the rounds, you may have seen this, a bear had no trouble opening a door as it strolled into a California Highway Patrol office in a mountain town. In an online video shared by the CHP Saturday, the bear is seen through a window standing on its back legs outside the Donner Pass Commercial Vehicle Enforcement Facility. Up in Truckee? Uh, yes. I think it's You are correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, north of Lake Tahoe. The animal has a peek inside and then pulls the door open, drops to all fours and wanders in, walks past a vending machine and into the office in, as Joe said, Truckee north of Lake Tahoe. Uh, the bear can be seen reflected in the window as it looks around. Eventually, uh, the bear looks around, walks out the same way it came in. Moments later, two armed officers follow the animal out the door. The CHP says its unexpected visitor arrived the night of November 17th. Lured in by the smell of half-eaten donuts. In and the we break didn't room. shoot it, did we? We did not, that Good. I'm aware of. The bear no. went away. Yeah, went away. And uh, as we speak, as we're recording this, a NASA spacecraft six-month journey to Mars nearing its dramatic grand finale in what scientists and engineers hoped would be a soft, precision landing on flat red plains of Mars. The InSight lander aimed for an afternoon touchdown as anxiety built among those involved in the $1 billion international effort. InSight's perilous descent through the Martian atmosphere after a trip of 300 million miles had stomachs nervous, although an old pro at this, NASA last attempted landing on Mars six years ago. When did this plane take off? Uh, this thing? Yeah. Boy, that's a good question. I don't think that was addressed here. Well, reporting isn't what it used to be, is it? doesn't take that long, right, to get to Mars? 300 million miles? I don't know how, how long that would take. Neither uh, do any, I. Anyway, the— uh, I think it would take a long time. Well, they go, but it, it was going—in fact, this is part of the story— 12,300 miles per hour. I'm not doing that math. Uh, 12,300 miles per hour. And what it has to do, it has to go from that 12,300 miles an hour mm-hmm. to zero mm-hmm. in six minutes mm-hmm. as it goes into the Martian atmosphere, pops out a parachute, fires its descent engines, and hopefully lands on three legs. Obviously, that's why they're all nervous. So this is happening as we speak? Yeah, it's uh, early afternoon hour time. It was supposed to happen uh, on Monday. Mm-hmm. So. The success rate, if you're wondering, on Mars is 40% for the Earth. Uh, this uh, has, uh, as far as flights have been to Mars, there's been in the 30s, 38 of them, and it dates all the way back to 1960. The U.S. has pulled off seven successful Mars landings in the past four decades with only one failed touchdown. I'm unimpressed. You're not, you're, you're I not, don't really care if we go to Mars. Not going to Mars, yeah. huh? Yeah. You might have to live there someday. You know, the Earth is warming. So. Earth is warming, so. Joe. It ain't as warm as Mars. <laughs> don't be a denier, bro. Mars <laughs> is hot, isn't it? Don't be a denier. Mars is really hot. Yeah. yeah. Ain't going to no Mars. Hey, I'm going right here. <laughs> is that where, isn't that where Elon Musk wants to go? Yep. Yeah, yeah I don't know Either why. Either that or prison. <laughs> what's there? I don't know what's on Mars. Nothing. We... Red want... dust. Maybe some uh, um, oil, no, diamonds, I gold. I have no idea, okay. Matt. Let's not worry about it. I got you. All right. GarageLogic.com. One click away from more of the Garage Logic podcast.